You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One team took a step backwards but didn't take a step out of the playoffs. One team took a step forward but didn't quite get into the playoffs yet. In other words, it was a bigger game for the Steelers than it was the Titans, but it was a damn good game. Even though it wasn't the most uh, efficiently played game, we're going to talk about with a guy who covers the Titans day in and day out for Sports Illustrated. David Beauclair joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Dave, in advance, happy holiday. How you doing? I'm great, Jody Mack. How are you today? Good. Appreciate a couple minutes of your time here tonight. Uh, did I do a fair uh, evaluation of the situation both coming into the game and coming out of the game? Tough, tough loss for the Titans. I'd even say a bad loss for the Titans with how sloppy they played. But they still do control their own destiny. Um, after the game, did you feel worry in the Titan locker room, talking to the players and or the coaching staff, panic in the locker room, or, hey, we still got a game and a half lead in this division. Uh, we're not going to sweat this a little bit. Yeah, I, I would call it, uh, you know, concerned resolve at this point. The, uh, you know, Titans, the Titans built themselves a pretty good margin for error over their first 10, even 12 games of the season. And that, uh, that, that margin has shrunk considerably, considerably here recently, particularly today. Now, you know, they're just, they're just one up on the Colts in, in terms of wins and losses. But, of course, they, uh, you know, they, they won both games against the Colts, so they're effectively two games up in the division race right. with, uh, with three games to go here, which I think anybody would be, would be happy with that situation. But, it's, uh, but, I, but I think for the first time, you know, there, there is a sense that, Hey, if, if this team doesn't get things worked out, they could actually miss the playoffs. Like up until now, the the, the questions have been: Are they going to be the number one seed, or are they just going to have to settle for a home playoff game in the first round? And, or or if things go terribly wrong, maybe they'll end up with a wild card. But there, you know, there's sort of been a sense that this team's in the playoffs, and and now all of a sudden, I think there's a sense that that hey, they better they better really mind their p's and q's here for the last three games. All right, thirteen three at the half. You've got a nice lead. Don't know if I'd call it comfortable, but a solid lead up ten points. And getting the second half uh, kickoff, even though you didn't advance the ball, you give it back to the Steels on a punt. You get a stop with Steels, so now you get it back. You're in the same position, only you've taken a little time off the clock, and it basically went woefully wrong from there on in. Did they not have the killer instinct today? Is that part of the problem with this team right now that they can't finish teams off? Well, I, I think you know. The, the, I mean, the, there's two things going on. Number one, they're they, they've become a turnover machine all of a sudden. In the last four games, they have lost six interceptions and seven fumbles. And it's uh, you know, it, it, like today it was it was four turnover. It was three turnovers in a span of ten plays there 
in the second half is what you referenced. And that's where, you know, and you you give the defense a lot of credit. The defense, uh, defense didn't give up touchdowns. They, they, you know, they, they kept this team in it. You know, all the offense needed to do was sort of, you know, get something going and, and get some points back on the board. It would have settled things down and it, it just didn't, it just didn't happen in Pittsburgh's confidence, particularly playing at home, just kind of built and built from there. And, and the, the thing I, I'll say is this Jody Mack, like you think back to the Thursday night game when, when that thing got tight late, what happened? Jonathan Taylor busts a 67 yard touchdown run, puts the game away for the Colts. That's exactly the kind of thing Derrick Henry has done time and time again for this team over the last couple of years. And you're really, you're really starting to see how much this team misses Derrick Henry right now. Like the Titans have had now four drives this season that have taken eight minutes or more off the clock. And all four of them have come in the last three games, including one today that took 10-17 off the clock. And only one of those four drives ended up with a touchdown. You know, like this is, a, this is an offense that just is – plotting and plotting and plotting along right now and, and doesn't particularly with you know AJ Brown out as well and, and Julio Jones hurting again I mean they just they just don't scare anybody in terms of a big play right now um there's that running stat of Jared Goff and his wins losses when he's not coached by his former Ram coach uh when he uh, before he got there and since he left and in Detroit it's pretty bad uh, somebody's got to do the research on Ryan Tannehill as a Titan quarterback when Derrick Henry's in the lineup and when Derrick Henry's out of the lineup. And you think, well, he's not putting up points when Derrick Henry's carrying the ball. But when he does choose to throw it and the other team has to play on his defense because they're in fear of Derrick Henry breaking one and getting to the house, uh, yes, that improves the possibilities for Ryan Tannehill and gets guys open and gets more guys in the box. Without Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill... Uh, looks sub-Miami Dolphins standards as compared to a guy who's actually in the MVP conversation as the Titans quarterback. Yeah, they, this, this, you know, that's sort, of been, that's sort of been a big talking point ever since Tannehill became the Titans starter in, in Week 7 of 2019, you know, because his, his numbers were so out of whack with what you saw in, in, from his years in Miami. And the question was, you know, had this guy really turned some corner – some sort of corner in his career and, and suddenly become a much better quarterback or, or was Derrick Henry, you know, the guy who made him a good quarterback. And, and it was not an easy discussion to, to figure out because Derrick Henry was not lighting it up when Marcus Mariota was his quarterback. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's ability to make the right calls at the line of scrimmage and things like that have really helped Derrick Henry too. But I think, I think what you're seeing now is, you know, Ryan Tannehill maybe is a quarterback you can win with, but he's not a quarterback you're going to win because of. And, and, and uh, you know, this, this, isn't, this isn't quite as damning as the, uh, the Jared Goff, Jeff Fisher stat, but I can tell you this, in the nine games that Derrick Henry played this year, the Titans averaged 25.2 points in the, in the, uh, or, yeah, in, the, in the five games they played without him now. They haven't scored more than 23 and three times they've scored only 13 points. So I, I, I think, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think there's any question that, uh, that, that Tannehill is, is, is more like the guy that we saw in Miami all those years than the guy that we saw with the Titans here in 2019 and 2020 when you, when you put the burden, the, you know, the, kind of the full burden of the offense on him.
All right. All that being said, it's 1913. Tennessee has the ball laid fourth down. They're going for it fourth and eight. And there's a completed pass from Tanny Hill to Westbrook. And he gets tackled and stopped right at the marker. Now, uh, were you at the game today? I was not. No, I didn't. You were not. So you were watching it on TV just like us. I I thought the spot was slightly generous for Tennessee. There's one from where they put the ball down. It was right on the spot. They pulled out the chase. It was an inch, literally an inch, maybe two. But it was right that you had to, like, get down and be able to referee. You had to bend down to see if it did or didn't make the length of the chain. They marked it short. They said it was Pittsburgh ball. They reviewed it, and the review upheld the decision on the field, which I thought was a little bit of a uh, pro-Tennessee spot to begin with. So it would have been six inches short instead of two inches short. But I think the ball rightfully went back to Pittsburgh. Here's my question, and Zach Gelb and I discussed this on IM Football a couple hours ago. How does Westbrook not get to the sticks? How does he not run a route that gives him a yard leeway to get downfield nine yards so that if he is stopped immediately when he catches the ball, he knows he's got first down. That's one of the most annoying things in football when a guy runs a route and he knows on fourth down he's got to get to the sticks and he doesn't do it. Did anybody comment on that after the game? You know, it's funny. I talked to Anthony Ferkser, the Titans' tight end, a couple of days ago about uh, about third down offense, and and Ferkser had sort of his best game of the year last week against Jacksonville, and and it included three third down receptions. and uh, And he said, you know, that's one thing that we are always so aware of. And when it's third down in the huddle, we're all talking about. How much you know? How much we need to get the first down, and where the sticks are, and what we need to do to get there. And 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 so I, you know, when I see that play and, and see the same things you're talking about, I I I say Nick Westbrook Akina didn't do what he was supposed to. You know, not to the, to the, to defend him, but this is a guy who was undrafted in 2020, was mostly a special teams player last year, has been a role player for most of this year, a guy that. Uh, that you know, every time they've given him more and more opportunity, he has sort of handled it and and accepted it. Last week, with no AJ Brown, he was kind of the Titans' number one receiver, by, played by far the most snaps of any wide receiver, and and came out of the came out of the game with pretty good numbers. So they they went to the same approach this week, and uh, you know the the Steelers are a much bigger challenge, particularly in Pittsburgh, than the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? And uh, and, and uh, you know when when it came down to it, you're talking about a young guy who who is in the position to be the guy to make a play for this offense the first time, and he didn't do it. I, I you know I would I'd be willing to bet Nick Westbrook in his mind is saying that's never going to happen again. That doesn't do the Titans much good right now as they're on that you know on the plane back from Pittsburgh. Understood. And oh, by the way, uh, I don't want to get on only Westbrook case because your buddy Ferkser also put the ball on the ground today. And Racy McMath, who I got to be honest with you, I had no idea who really was before today's game, also put the ball on the ground, as did Tannehill. You lose three fumbles. The fact that you're actually in the game in the fourth quarter in Steelers territory with the chance to steal a win doesn't happen very often. No, the uh, I mean the the defense played tremendous today in a lot of ways and uh, and didn't you know give, didn't give the uh, didn't give the Steelers 
much of anything. I mean, you're you're talking you're talking about an offense in Pittsburgh that that finished with 168 total yards, right? I mean, they had they had two third down conversions. They, you know, these are they, they averaged 4.8 yards a pass and uh, and 2.1 yards of run. I mean, these are all things that that any defense going into a game would say, hell yeah, we'll take that. We're going to, you know, we're going to win that game handily. It just, uh, you know, it, it, the, the turnovers are just, are just wrecking this team right now. And they've, uh, you know, it, it's kind of been the story of the year, even, even before all the injuries hit the Titans, it, it, when they, when they've been unable to take care of the ball, they, they just, they can't overcome it, which is, which is nothing new in the NFL, but, uh, but it, it's just happening way too often, way too frequently for this team right now. David Beauclair, Sports Illustrated, Titan Beat Guy, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. I, you just mentioned the Titan injuries, and I know it's the bane of your existence and anybody else who's got to cover a team in the NFL these days. Not only do you have to stay on top of injuries and try to get information as to how the rehab is going and when they could potentially go back, you also have to worry about COVID, news on the restrictor, who's coming off. It's a very difficult job you have, so I'm going to tap into a probably sore spot to get you to upgrade, update us on the injuries. The Titans have been hit significantly, maybe not the worst in the league, but they certainly haven't been lucky, and they've missed a lot of star players for uh, significant amounts of time, specifically on the offense, starting with the most important, Derrick Henry, uh, I thought when I heard the severity of the injuries done for the season and a report came out and said, well, maybe if they go deep into the playoffs, then it was, hey, he might be able to be back for the playoffs upgraded to he might even get back in the regular season. Uh, these are reports I'm getting. I don't know how accurate they are. I'm hoping you have the most accurate what do you think Derrick Henry's chances yeah, of playing again? I, 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 I don't have anything to clear that up for you, Jody, because I've heard both sides of it. I've heard no, it, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. And, and I've heard, well, you know, he's, he's really pushing and everything's going great so far. And, and if things continue the way they're going, you know, just, just maybe. So, um, uh, you know, I'm with you for, for a running back to have that kind of injury. It, it generally pretty devastating. And when you're talking about a six foot three, 249 pound running back, you know, every, everybody I've talked to says, if you come back, even just a little bit too early, the, the potential for re-injury in that situation is huge. So I, I have no doubt that, you know, Derrick Henry in his mind is saying, I'm going to get back. I'm going to be ready to go in the playoffs. And if they need me in, in week 18, I'll even be there. I, I have no doubt that he's thinking that. And, and I, I also have no doubt everybody wants that to, to be the case, but I'd, I'd be, I'd be fascinated to be in that room when the discussion starts and, and one person says, yeah, I think he's good to go. I, I think he'll be okay. And another person says, I don't know. It seems like too big a risk considering, you know, what we still owe this guy and what he can do in the rest of his career. But, you know, the, the NFL is a, uh, is a win-now league. And uh, I think ultimately this team will be willing to take the chance and, and put him back in there uh, the, the first chance it gets. Uh, my, my guess is that would be in the playoffs. But uh, – but I, I can't, I, I can't guarantee that by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, nobody can these days with all these injuries. The other thing you can't guarantee is performance, 
And I'll be honest, I thought when the Titans got Julio Jones this year, it was an outstanding pickup. I thought they got him for below market value. They had the cap flexibility to be able to add a player like that. I said, damn, him and Brown outside, that might be as good a one-two punch as there is in the league. He's been both hurt and underachieving for my eyes, and he didn't have a great last year in Atlanta. There were explanations. There were reasons why people thought that was the case. Is it the fact that he's getting old and he just isn't the player he once was that the Titans buy into a guy who was going backwards? No, they they bought into a guy who's breaking down. You know, he at 32 years old, he he started the season as the seventh oldest wide receiver in the NFL, and they, uh, you, you know, they they eased him into training camp. He sort of didn't do anything for the first week and a half or so, except you know, kind of kind of conditioning on his own and whatnot. And then the very first day in training camp. That he got involved in uh, in team drills. About ten minutes into it, he came up lame, walked off. Never saw him on the practice field again for the remainder of training camp. Not even working on his own or anything like that. He was, you know, they kept him they kept him inside. Didn't do anything in the preseason games. Comes out in the regular season. You know, everybody was terrible week one against Arizona. Week two, he was really good against uh, against Seattle. And then week three, early in the third quarter against Indianapolis. He's on the sideline, helmet off, doing nothing because he's hurt the hamstring again. And, and you know, that, that's what it's been all year. He has not played three full games start to finish. And, and you know, so the Titans had their bye week coming up. They, they had a big lead in the division. They said, you know what, we're going to put him on injured reserve. We're going to shut him down for three weeks plus the bye week. We'll give him four weeks to get healthy, get ready. He comes back last week. He played fewer than half the offensive snaps, which was by design because they didn't want to overload him. They wanted to ease him back in again and sort of up his workload as, as the regular season progressed. And then, you know, game two back today, it's the hamstring again. I mean, this guy just can't – he just can't get right with this thing. So, you know, at this point, anything that you get from him down the stretch and or in the playoffs I think is a bonus because you, you, you just can't count on him right now. All right, last thing. Next week, San Francisco coming into Tennessee. They've been a better home team than a road team, but most teams in the NFL are. But they did lose two games at home this year, so they're 5-2. and two. Short week Thursday night game, more of an advantage because you're on uh, your home turf. Um, has Tennessee been a good Thursday night team? Any uh, light you can shed on whether a quick turnaround game against San Francisco favors the homestanding Titans or the opposition? Yeah, I, I, you know Tennessee. It, I, I think I think being at home certainly helps them. You know, San Francisco played at home today. They're going to have to they're going to have to fly across the country or two thirds of the way across the country this week. I, I, I would say Tennessee has been a good Thursday night team, but almost exclusively in recent years, they've played Jacksonville on Thursday night. So, uh, you know, that hasn't been, that hasn't been the biggest challenge either. I would say, Um, you know, this is, this has turned into a, a really, really important game for the Titans because of, uh, you know, what I said, you know, their, their, their margin for error has shrunk considerably here. And, uh, um, you know, this, they, they've done, they've done well against the, the AFC or the NFC West this year, you know, there was the disaster against Arizona in week one, but they, they won at Seattle. They won on the road against the Rams in a prime time game that, uh, that was a really, really good defensive performance there too. I, I think, uh, 
Um, you know, they, they've lost three of the last four. So it, if, if they don't, if they don't get excited and, and figure out a way to, to, to get themselves, it's maybe not all the way right, but certainly better for this game. I mean, I, what, you know, the one thing you see a lot on Thursday night games is they can turn into blowouts. And, and if the Titans let the, the bad vibes from the last couple of weeks filter into that and they get behind, then, uh, it, it could, it could get ugly quickly because San Francisco is a, uh, is a physical team. We know that, that, you know, they'll test you that way, but the Titans, uh, the, the Titans typically like that kind of a game. So we'll, you know, we'll see. Well, they're hoping it's not a blue lead up to Christmas. Pardon exactly. a state of Tennessee pun on those part. Uh, David, thank you very much. Outstanding stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Have a happy holiday. Always a pleasure, Jody. Anytime. Same to you and everybody out there. My pleasure and our pleasure. David Beauclair for Sports Illustrated, Titan Beat Guy here with us on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 